0: everybody and welcome back to the State of Play podcast. After nearly a month's long absence, we are finally back. Martino Puccio here. No Matt Sant'Angelo, it's just myself and Mr. Pet Barisha. How you doing, Pet?
1: I'm good. Apologies. We've had sickness, we've had new jobs, we've had
0: mm-hmm.
1: holidays, we've had a lot. So it's been annoying. International been break tr- as well. International break. So we've been trying to find a new rhythm where... Uh, we do like Mondays when there's no European football and then we do like a Thursday or Friday when there is, but then this week we're doing a Monday, which will confuse people, <laughs> but it's because we are just struggling to find the time to fit this in, but we will continue to endeavor to do so. And we will find better scheduling for the rest of the year and the new year.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we're still brought to you by, uh, 90 Min football network. So it's great there. A uh, shout out to Harry as well who's on his YouTube channel. Um... Maybe like a week or two ago, I want to say, um, discussing Frank Kessie potentially going to Arsenal, but that was just really a rumor. I, I don't anticipate that. I, I genuinely think at this point it's Spurs or PSG, but that's uh that's another topic for another day. But something did happen, pet, that we're not shocked by, but we're more annoyed with because we've been calling it for I don't know how long, and also the way they did handle it. Yeah, Ole man. is out. Uh mutually officially. parting ways for pr purposes right he was sacked.
1: i mean let's let's just like the all the content that they've been doing about him is just unbelievably embarrassing embarrassing yeah. so embarrassing like if arteta got sacked tomorrow and look he is not the same caliber of quote-unquote legend as mm-hmm. ole is like he you know captain death Cup winning team that's like his biggest achievement mm-hmm. um Like, I would be so annoyed if Arsenal did that. Like, did Chelsea do that with Lampard? Come on. Like, it's just... And think about how big a club legend uh, Lampard is to Chelsea. I mean, it's just embarrassing. Um, I will say, though, like, just to caveat, I think, personally speaking, from Mm -hmm. the outside in, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer did an overall good job for me, apart from this season. Like, if you think about the mess that they were left in after Van Gaal and Mourinho, some of the signings that those two made, um, some of the scouting that was done, like how behind the times the football club was done uh, was, it was just unbelievably bad. And so I have to give him credit. If you consider, and I know, Pooch here, you're a little bit harsher on him than I am, but like if you consider mm-hmm. his only jobs are Norway uh domestic division and cardiff football club i think it's fair to say that considering this was his first big profile job to do and i know people say oh mourinho won the league cup in the europa league but like at what cost at what cost to have mkhitaryan and ibro and pogba and minarola and eh, all those crappy signings alexis that he sanchez made. oh man like look like i mean he put the club in a position where they had to rebuild and they had mm-hmm. to turn to youth. And I think Ole Gunnar Solskjaer did a great job. Like, look at Rashford and Greenwood and uh, McTominay and, I mean, whatever you think of him. All these young players. I mean, he revitalised Luke Shaw after Mourinho basically ended his career. David De Gea starts to play a bit better. Aaron wan is is a decent footballer. Like, I think there are so many good things that he's done. But I think, Martina, we talked about this uh, in the chat over voice notes, like... When you sign Cristiano Ronaldo, when you sign Rafa Varane, and then when you sign Jaden Sancho after publicly pursuing him for a year, mm-hmm. and you start like this, it's, it's just game over. I want to take it a step further, though, before we, we kind of dissect Ole in, in himself. Mm-hmm. The reports today that Edward Woodward might stay. <laughs> Did you see that? Like, he he was extend... supposed
0: to be fucking gone months ago, and this guy is lurking. That's, and, and... that's a massive problem. But think
1: about how messy that is right imagine if you like if arsenal like depended so much on Raul saneni or even gazidis to the point that they could not let him go
0: it's well, there's an analogy in baseball pet but it would be useless to use it with you um my favorite <laughs> baseball team basically has someone very similar to like ed woodward where um even when there is money spent it's terrible the hirings have been poor When he makes the hirings, this is Sandy Alderson for anyone who's like listening. Right. And he and he's just like clearly not capable of doing the job, but yet somehow manages to stay around and and lurks there, whether it's managers get the sack or whether it's players leaving and staying and going. There is that one common denominator that's always there. And it's Ed Woodward for Manchester United. It's Sandy Alderson for the Mets. But like that's that's the thing. That's why I don't give a shit what they do. like Honestly, I don't care who they hire. If that guy is still there, then why is anything supposed to change? If Sir Alex Ferguson is still sitting there and they keep going and doing this stupid carousel with the coaching situation that they finally parted ways with him, right? They put themselves into this situation where they had multiple opportunities, multiple opportunities to sign great head coaches, great managers, right? to put them in a better position to take United to the next level. If you want to give all credit for stabilizing them and making them, you know, more of a consistent club in terms of qualifying for the champions league and, and all that other stuff, then fine. But at a certain point, it's Manchester United. And when you spend a lot of money, when you bring yeah. in all those players that you bring in the, the bar is titles, it's league titles. It's not about FA cup. It's not about the Carabao cup, right? It's not about even winning the Europa league, which they failed to do against Villarreal, real, right? Um, It's all of those things, and now they could have had Antonio Conte. They could have fucking done it. They could have done it. If you mean to tell me that Ole is there and Nuno – well, if Nuno and Ole were both sacked, right, and Conte had the option of choosing the two clubs to go to, who the fuck do you think he's going to choose? He's choosing Manchester United. It's not even a question. But now, here they are. They keep Ole after they do this whole back and forth where Sir Alex goes to the training grounds. Goes to the training grounds and, like, trying to give him his support. Okay, fine. That's cool. I guess Ole's going to stay for the rest of the season, right? Because logistically, it's going to look fucking terrible with Conte going to Spurs, right? Well, lesser club, a club that's been struggling more than you, and historically, there's no comparison. And what do they do, Pet? They decide to sack Ole just a couple of weeks later after an international break when they get embarrassed by Watford that could have been five nothing that could have been five nothing that wasn't oh, even easily. a close uh, match right there okay that is more embarrassing than the Liverpool one at least Liverpool is a great team Watford consider and and, and it's no disrespect to Watford Ranieri is, is obviously his his record speaks for himself but at the same time where are the expectations where are you guys going to meet the standards that that club has? And on top of it, Pet, we haven't even mentioned the Cristiano Ronaldo rumblings of him already being sick and tired of the shit that's going on over there. I mean, which which you partially blame for him because he chose to go back, right? He well, that's that's better. what
1: I was saying to to someone the other day. I was like, when you go to Juve and they were in the mess that they were, mm-hmm. you can be excused once for being like, your, your best creator was Juan Cuadrado," right? Correct. There is no, like, you, you should not be in that position ever. But then you go to United, and I suppose you say, okay, you've got Bruno, you've got Sancho, you've got Rashford, you've got Varane coming. Um, obviously, no one knew it would be this bad, but the Ole implosion, I guess, in, in the sense that every single one of those players is playing below their It was a
0: well-known instability yeah. in that team for the league since Sir Alex left. And it's a really funny thing that a lot of people don't like to talk about. And it was interesting. And I remember these comments from when David Moyes took over years ago, right? And it was the final thing that Sir Alex was saying to the old at Old Trafford and, and talking to the fans. And he said, Please have the same patience that you did with me when I came from Aberdeen as you do with David Moyes and whoever the manager was at the time. He didn't say David Moyes because he wasn't officially appointed yet. But that right there is the kind of thing that Sir Alex is trying to instill in the club that actually doesn't work. It's yeah. not the early 90s anymore, Sir Alex. There's not a lot <laughs> of time for patience. You were coming up with a young, talented core at the time. There was there was a reason to be patient. It made sense. You were a serial winner before that at places that never won. Ole did what? He was known for saving your ass at one point against Bayern, right? And it's not to shit on yeah. Sir Alex, but he did. That's what he's known for, but there's no track record of that. You need to be someone that is a proven winner, or if not shown a ton of promise Ollie was neither of those things. And to preach the patience, when there was plenty of results, there was plenty of proof in the pudding where he's been the manager long enough that he's able to integrate a couple of signings within the squad. He didn't do that. And, and you know what, it was at a certain point where Sir Alex and you and I both said this, he did a disservice to Ollie. He didn't help him out when he's going to the training grounds, trying to say that. What are you interjecting yourself in that for? Yeah, it, th- yeah there's yeah. no reason for it. It's not necessary. I mean, I, it
1: does also show weakness, right? Because it, it he, like, he didn't do it when Mourinho was there. He didn't do it when Van Gaal was there. It's just like a, a smaller personality that he was like. I'm a father figure to this guy from a footballing perspective. I'm a father figure to Ronaldo from a footballing perspective. No one's going to say no if I turn up. But I just, I just think that the overall trajectory of the club in terms of Edward Ed with still being there and, and and seemingly staying beyond december which is was what's supposed to be his like leaving date right mm-hmm. i i have serious concerns about how do you get the best out of ronaldo and cavani in the last year or two how do you get the best out of pogba in his last year that's why to your point conte has gone Conte's a win now manager who's mm-hmm. gone to a non win now squad if you've watched yeah, spurs under yeah. conte they don't look any better they might get better they they should because they've they've been they're so bad they to be
0: doing better at a lot of little things but not overall like competing I, yeah
1: like i mean if they, i think he they could get fourth and that would be great but like i don't it would be phenomenal gonna, for them that would be great but yeah. i don't think it's going to go any any further um i agree but he had a win now squad here and mm-hmm. actually matt uh martino <laughs> not matt i called you Peach here earlier uh, um, yeah. <laughs> if you think about the squad makeup right what does conte like he likes to play 3-5-2 he mm-hmm. likes a lot of options in those in the in those areas right you think about all the striker <laughs> options he had at, at inter you like to think about all the wing back options even if you consider ashley young a wing back or not blah, blah blah like he had all those options You look at the options that they've got, right? They've got Varane, they've got Harry Maguire... Uh, they've got Aaron wan who, who has played at the right of a of a, of a defence before in, in terms of a three at the back. They've still got Victor Lindelof, who's, uh, whether you like him or not, an I think he's
0: serviceable as a rotational
1: centre-back. He, he, could, he could be serviceable. Um, you've got David De Gea, you've got Luke Shaw, and you've got Alex Telles, so you've got two very good left-wing backs, or a left centre-back in Luke Shaw's case as well. Aaron wan might be a weak point, but you could also play Diego, Diego Dallot, who's a good mm, wing-back. Yeah. You've then got... He's uh, probably on option. his way out, by the way. Yeah, it's exactly. More, yeah. And then you've got Ronaldo, Cavani, Rashford, uh, Greenwood as forward options. You've got Lingard, you've got Bruno, you've got to Tomini, Fred, yeah. Pogba. Like, who wants to leave? Yeah, but that's another thing, right? Like, they rejected 30 million for Lingard in the summer, and then he scores the, the winner goodness. against West Ham. Looks really good. Doesn't play a minute after. What's going on there? Like, that just... And then Donny van der Beek. Jaden yeah. Sancho. There's something wrong there in how these players have been managed. Ole doesn't I, know how to
0: rotate that. He didn't he know how
1: to. He doesn't. And he overplayed Rashford last season to the point where the exactly. guy got in, like so injured. It's I just think that there is there was something really wrong, and mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think it's eliminated by Oli It's kind of like Spurs, right? Yeah. Conte wasn't there, and it wasn't Nuno's fault that Harry Kane stayed. Right. And he wasn't sold. It's Daniel Levy's fault. Right. And whose fault is it that they spent 65 million on Romero and Gallini? Whose fault is it that they spent 25 Uh, million? That's all on Paratici. But Paratici as well. That's that's where I was going. Right. Whose fault is it that they spent 25 million on Emerson? Who looks awful. Right. Um, Right back or right wing back. Wherever Mm -hmm. you want. He got absolutely shredded by Jack Harrison uh, yesterday. was it? So he doesn't look like a good picker. Former
0: NYCFC star.
1: Yeah, exactly. But he he absolutely shredded him all day. All day. It was awful. Um, but you've got 85 million that you've spent on those three players. And that doesn't look like it's going to be good business anytime soon because they're talking about extending Lloris. So what I'm saying is... Oh
0: my God, what
1: a joke. That is your... <laughs> but what I'm saying, right, is you can change and chop the coach. But if the people at the top yeah. of the club are not dragging... The if they're not dragging the club in the right tra- uh, trajectory and the right direction... Mm-hmm. it's not going to work. It's the same with Juve, right? Like they they sacked Pirlo for what? To bring in Allegri and for him to do what? Probably just about scraping to the top four if they have a great season towards the end of it, right? And then you look at the clubs that are doing well, um, at, you know, at, at the top of Serie A, the Premier League, uh, the Bundesliga, any, any league, it's the clubs that are being run well. Like even if you think about Nice, for example, in, in Liga, I know I'm going around the houses here, but they have a big, really uh, ambitious investor and owner. They go and get Christoph Galtier. They go and give him to Debo. They go and sign. Um, they go and sign uh, more. They go and sign Melvin Bard. They go and sign um, Guiri on a permanent transfer. Like mm. all these things, uh, Dolberg. They go and sign Calvin Stengs. They get Justin Clover. Like when you have a ship that's run right, it's harder to get things wrong. And I do think that had Ole had the right sporting director, the right director of football, the right operations guy that wasn't Woodward, I think it would have worked better. And like I think that if Arsenal weren't run by Raul Salemi and... All those, all the, all, all the cronies that basically uh, <laughs> suck the blood out of Arsenal Football Club to the point where we had to go for a full rebuild with Edu and Arteta. It probably wouldn't have been that bad. So I, I guess what I'm saying is, like now more than ever, the way your football club is structured, run is super important. Look at Milan, right? Mm-hmm. Is purely the best manager in the world? Is he the best coach in the world? No. Does he have the right infrastructure and the right people around him? To get the players that he that they that they need, because if Pioli left uh, Milan tomorrow, Milan would be fine, and that's what football clubs need to aspire to. Where you get yourself into a situation infrastructurally, strategically, from a scouting perspective, from a philosophy perspective, that if you have a coach or you have a scouting director or you have like a contracts guy leave, nothing falls apart, mm-hmm. and. I really feel now that like a lot of clubs are getting themselves in positions that if specific people leave or if specific people are hired and they don't do a good job, you're kind of fucked. So I think United are now at that stage, to to bring a really, really long point to a close, United are now at that stage that if you have Ed Woodward that is the glue that is holding everything together, you're totally fucked. No Ronaldo, no Varane, no Sancho is going to save you from that.
0: I I mean, there's there's just nothing to really save them from that unless the Glazers, who are the owners, um, finally realize what the actual issues. And I think someone brought this up on Twitter. I forget what the account was, but they made a really good point. And and I think it's fair to say this is that we'll find out now what the true ambition of ownership is. Are you going to sit there and invest your time in getting someone that can run a club properly? Are you going to do something that is just monetary? So I think at the end of the day, what really is going to happen here is how we could easily tell what's going to happen to Manchester United is, does Woodward stay? Who is the manager that comes in? Zidane's not going there. Zidane's not going there. I'm sorry. I don't care what anyone tells me. I've been bang on about this. I I say this almost every time we discuss this on the show, which is like probably the most prominent topic that we do discuss all the time (laughs) is this. And you know what? He's not going to go there. Why would he want to go there? And also, if there are rifts happening, you know, whether it be at PSG or uh, eventually with the French national team, because we are, pet, by the way, less than one year from World Cup twenty twenty two starting. Oh god! Um, so, you know what? I-, I think Zidane isn't in a rush to go and take that job. And why would he? What's 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 the incentive for him for taking that? I think it's going to have to be someone that's young and up and coming. I'm not too sure if Ten Hag would would do that. I don't think he's going to leave Ajax in the middle of the season. That's just not the way people from that club do stuff. Um, I think he would have more respect for Ajax itself. And if a move were to happen, it could be during the summer, right? I don't see that in the middle. And especially when they've been one of the better Champions League sides, which is a topic that we'll be discussing in a second. Pet. Let's just end this topic right here. At the end of the day, Manchester United will finish where in the Premier League and how many trophies will they have won? uh, won? Go ahead.
1: What was that? At the end of what, sorry?
0: At the end of the Premier League season, what place will they have finished in and how many trophies will they have won?
1: I still think, man, you are going to come fourth. Okay. So if you go and look, if you're listening, if you go and look at their fixture list from... I want to say mid-December to about early March. It's like the easiest run I've ever seen in Premier League football. So maybe they get kicked out of the last 16 or the quarterfinals of the Champions League. Let's be honest, they're not going to make it far, depending on... Well, I mean, look, if Zidane comes in tomorrow or... Their
0: march is a fucking nightmare, though. (laughs) Yeah, but
1: like, look, if you can get yourself in a position by the time you get to march where you're like, Either up there or like within striking distance, then you're in a good, you're in a good, you're in a good spot there. So I still think they come fourth. I think that they'll crash out of the Champions League fairly early. I think West Ham have Europa League and they don't have a deep squad. Ogborn already out for the season. They're probably going to add to Lingard in January, but like who knows? Maybe New- Newcastle will get them, but they they don't have the deep squad. Um, Wolves will fall away. We we all know that. Leicester have started awfully. Arsenal might be too young. Um, You've got. I think Arsenal
0: are too young and not deep enough.
1: And Spurs, I mean, is depends it depends on click? the January. Depends. On is it going to click? Yeah, but also, but, like, let's be honest, right? Spurs are going to live and die by how good Son and Kane are. Like, they are not going to sustainably come for. And
0: through. Harry is dwindling. Yeah, dwindling. It's
1: not, it's not looking good for him. But like, it's. Uh, it also makes me laugh. I mean, everyone who's like, City needed a striker. City needed a striker. As if Pep has ever played a striker in his life and he's won everything and is arguably the best coach ever and also the striker that they quote-unquote wanted has won a league goal this season like people need to need to need to get rid of that shit i'm sorry um
0: oh, well, yeah we, well we mentioned this a bunch of times oh. goal goals can come from anyone it doesn't have to be one position and if you fix especially on one position, a that's how you kill that's how yeah and that's how you kill yourself it's it, pep peps football is about creating chances and scoring right with yeah. with great passing so you don't need a fucking striker for that. You just need someone in the right position to score. And that's yeah. really the way they operate. So I don't think they finished top four. I don't think they're um, going to have that proper stability in that. I do think they advanced out of, out of the champions League group stage, and maybe they're going to have this kind of false run where I wouldn't be shocked if they get to a quarterfinal pet and people are going to be hyping them up and they kind of finish in that fifth range. But again, I think the top three, right now in the primary league is exactly what it's going to be you and i both thought that and santangelo did as well whether or not the fourth spot goes to someone i think it really hinders on what does antonio conte get come january and if conte can get some of the players that he wants and this is why i think milan should leverage their situation to get spurs to pay for them because again they could do a reverse uno on them well you asked a lot of money for christian Ericsson when he has six months left on his contract here you go um so yeah um speaking of spurs and um their former manager rumors coming out today mauricio po- pochettino yeah. um potentially leaning psg and a lot of stuff has come out from psg um and and i forget who is hosting the spaces on twitter did you see all this by the way with the french football and yeah. everything that was going on and and all that stuff we won't get deep into that yeah, we won't get just...
1: into that because you know like
0: yeah it's, but mm. there were but there were quotes in there that about leonardo and leonardo quotes were pretty telling to be yeah, honest with yeah, you. yeah yeah um and the quotes were basically summarized like this no one fucking likes him," <laughs> which is yeah. which is not surprising if you followed him in general throughout his uh director career or whatever the hell you want to call it uh, executive career um really got applauded for doing stuff that was pretty easy in my eyes and I've said this, and I'll say it again. It's easier to have a blank checkbook than it is a note checkbook. And that's just pretty obvious. But there's friction there. There's cultural fits. There's issues that you hear from Wynaldum complaining. There's the comments from Gijo Donnarumma and the Keylor Navas situation, which they brought upon themselves. There's Mino Raiola opening his mouth. Messi has struggled to integrate into the squad. They're rejecting 200 million euros worth of money for a player with one year left on his contract, Kylian Mbappe. Yet, we hear a rumor of Pochettino potentially wanting to leave PSG, which is insane because he hasn't won a thing there, by the way, right? Lil overtook them in the league. And not only that, in the Cup of Champions, I believe it was. So, on top of that, you have him potentially wanting to leave. We know there's been rumors from time to time about him wanting to go back to the Premier League. His family still lives in London. Pet, Mauricio Pochettino potentially to Manchester United. Opens the door for Zidane to go in, take over PSG to try and win the Champions League. My only question to you is this. Does that happen at the end of the season? Or do you see some absolute fucking chaos in the middle of this? Where we see Pochettino head on over to Manchester United. And then Zidane probably heads to PSG. And if Zidane heads to PSG, gets them in shape, in tune for a Champions League. I mean, that's a separate topic for another day, with Sudan's uh, managerial record. It could be four Champions Leagues. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, do you buy into those rumors? I don't think it would happen in the middle of the season because they're comfortably going to... Like, Poach needs a trophy. At least, can you fucking get yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, You know what I'm saying? Like, can <laughs> yeah. you win the league? All Champions but, but, League is signed. Yeah, go ahead. But
1: no. Puccio, maybe, like maybe it's too much working with Leonardo, right? He's got a clear line at the title. They look decent in the Champions League, considering they beat.
0: I think they look way better
1: in the Champions League than the league. They look way better. It's but it's the same, right? They always don't really care, and then. Why well, should like, I mean? Look, so fucking has, joke. Like they haven't pushed Messi into playing that much in the league. Like they don't really care that much. It looked like he but, didn't like, even.
0: Ne- didn't he like fake in it? Not not to say he faked an injury, but there was kind of something they were alluding to. It. Yeah, Messi was kind of missing a match because of like. Yeah, a I mean, he was, he was. He
1: was. Injured, and then he goes to Argentina. Saying, yeah,
0: that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah see, that's what I'm saying. But, but that's the thing, which is like, I don't kind of necessarily disagree with the workload that Messi is getting, but it's the no, way no, they no, fucking go. Agree. It's the way they go about it, and the way they kind of say, "Yeah, well, he's got this injury here." And Neymar, listen, Neymar has to be the fucking guy. He's still not the guy. Mbappe, there's just way too much friction and too many unresolved issues at that club that persist time and time again. That this is why they don't win the Champions League. This is why, like, this is the stuff like this. And on top of it, Pat, the purchase and the decision of letting Thiago Silva go, which is so like this, it, it reminds me of the parallels of Manchester United. You let Thiago so, Silva go, so to just to fucking interrupt buy to you. Ramos.
1: Just just to interrupt you, Duncan Castles, who's pretty good usually with with United, has said United to open discussions to extract Mauricio Pochettino from PSG mid-season. It sounds Uh, like he's being held hostage.
0: (laughs) It sounds like he's being held (laughs) hostage. Well, I mean, listen, hey, listen. Uh, Some of the listen, some of the fucking comments that you hear from PSG and what they said about Kylian Mbappe and what Fabrizio Romano was reporting. How could it not sound like a hostage situation? Under no yeah. circumstances will they allow Kylian Mbappe to leave PSG. What do you mean? The guy's contract is up. Why isn't he allowed to leave? Why are you saying something like that? Do you realize – like, you realize how that sounds. Everybody looks and sees how that reads and sounds. Why the fuck are you saying that? And why And why has Kylian Mbappe's tone kind of turned up a little bit? Because you see them – refuse 200 million euros they've done this before by the way where they refuse to sell a lot of players even though it's their desire to leave the club right they they refuse to do this and and it's within their own right right it's the way the game works but when a player's contract is expiring and you're saying he won't leave that's fucking weird (laughs) i'm sorry
1: yeah yeah it's weird it's it's weird um i I don't know what's going on. I think it's going to be Boschiino. It looks like it. I think if they could have got Zidane by now, he would have said yes. Like, how oh, yeah, hard yeah. is it for Manu to go ask his intermediaries um, and get an answer? Like, <laughs> I mean, just like
0: if you're if you're it just what what is so bad at PSG right now? There are like genuine question, and maybe you don't even have to answer it because it could be, uh, you know, too complicated. But like, what is so bad at PSG at the current moment, considering the talent, the money that poach gets paid, and the guaranteed trophies, right, um, domestically? What is so bad about that situation that he is so eager to leave, and he would be eager to leave to go to Manchester United? Well, I think it's, it's
1: a family thing as well. I think he's always, I think he's always, uh, I think he's been gutted for not to not leave Spurs and go to Manu um, post Sir Alex. I think there was a window where he was probably first choice, and it never happened. I think I think that the interesting rumor is Ten uh, Ten targ. Mm-hmm. Um Like, if Hag happens in the summer, is he worth waiting for? Right? Like, is it a big fish in a small pond type thing? It, are we going to see Ronaldo and Pogba and Cav- Like, are they going to be wanting to play tic Like, no way, you know I mean, is- it's, it's weird, isn't it? Like, to think about. Do they have do they, the right profile? Well, do, well, profile? do they want
0: to win or do they want to play for Murcio Pochettino?
1: Yeah. I mean, the thing is, though, <laughs> like, Targ, does he have the right personnel there, right? Like, can you... How much can you play out the back with... Juan De Gea Doesn't that and... put
0: them in a in a in a odd situation with Donny Van Der Where does Donny yeah. Van do? Like, does Donny Van want to stay now? Because I mean, only yeah. was one of the main reasons why he was leaving in the first place. And... Well, poetic
1: that the last goal under his reign was by none other than Donny Van Der Beek. It's just no like football writes the best. After, at,
0: and the funniest part was Ronaldo being unse- incredibly unselfish in front of the net, dancing <laughs> where he lays it off. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was the funny part. I listen. I think this Manchester United thing again is just going to drag out for a long time. I th- I do think that Brendan Rodgers does stay at Leicester. Um, so again, that's like something... That, that
1: also looks like a something that has
0: run its run course. Its course. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I agree. But I don't think they're in the business of sacking him in the middle of the season. But again... You kind of have to think after a while with Lester Pet, when they were having that season that they had last year, where they're in fourth for virtually the whole season, and then they crash out and they fail. That is so demoralizing. You know you win the FA Cup, don't get me wrong, but to miss out on the, champ, the Champions League like that, that really is demoralizing. I, I don't care what anyone tells me. Like You're right there all season long, and you die a slow death. That matters. That matters for all the players and whatever roster and squad turnover that they have, where some players might leave, like, you know, how how much longer is Tealman staying? I don't know how much longer, right? That's a guy where, and I've said this with Matt Reed, um, who I work with at One Thirty Seven, and he's a big Chelsea guy, huge into the prem. And he was saying like, they're kind of being run like Leipzig at this point where it's like, they're okay with this rotation. They're okay Mm -hmm. with, if they're able to win an FA cup, from time like they won a Premier league title like how many other times do they expect to do that no yeah <laughs> you know what i mean and the expectations relative to their investments i mean it doesn't align with titles it could align with fa cups and other stuff if you're still doing a great job with scouting but yeah um last 10 minutes or so champions league discussion um most impressive teams to me have been ix Bayern, and liverpool uh yeah. i think those are and, and the weird thing
1: is right like mm-hmm. okay apart from ajax Bayern have already lost twice this season in the league
0: they lost to augsburg who was in 17th oh no sorry 16th prior to that match
1: start. yeah liverpool have already lost oh uh, they've only lost one game but like they've been i mean they got battered at home by city they should have lost to brighton at home west ham should have scored more against them when they beat them um Conceded three to Brentford, so it's kind of like I mean, when we were discussing pre-season, I was like, you know, no one's actually, you know, there are five or six best teams, right? And then it's kind of like the rest, but those best teams. There was there no are like,
0: clear-cut team there. Because I
1: they're... still think City are the best team fundamentally in the world, like by a by a reasonable distance as well. And <laughs> I I don't know if I'll be proved right, but I think. I just think about the depth. I think about AFCON. I think about like how they usually slow starters and how PEPs teams are usually slow starters. I I can't really see, not in, not in terms of winning, but I think they're going to go deep again. And I think they're going to win the league.
0: I, I wouldn't be shocked by the league. Liverpool has shown to be way too inconsistent with that, but there's something about the way Liverpool is playing in the toughest group in the champions league. Yeah. That is just so like phenomenal the way they play and the Anfield stuff, you know, I think it plays a bigger part in the champions league pet than it does. In yeah. League. hundred percent because you know, teams on the prem everyone plays at Anfield every single year after a certain time and period, people are kind of going to get used to that. And it's not to take away from it and say it's still not a difficult place to play because it is. I still, it's the most, uh, I, I think it's the most difficult place to play in England. Um, especially just from like, you know, just like a whole aura vibe around it. But again, the champions league, how many times have we seen this core of players under Jurgen Klopp be so damn difficult to defeat there? I think Letty is the only one in the knockout stages to beat them at Anfield. Right. And that was like right when COVID hit too. So you could take that into account and, and yeah. Liverpool were kind of struggling at that point. I remember because they lost to Watford and it was their first loss in the league and everyone was so stunned by it um, at the time. And then COVID hit, but they were so far ahead of everyone else in the league. I will say this though, Pat, Um Bayern in the Champions League, regardless yeah. of who they're playing, it's fucking insane. Is it the not? Champions like, league. I mean, the, the goal scoring output in general, Julian Nagelsmann is this was like such like we thought it was going to be a good hire but did you think it was going to be this good this soon no
1: and then you also look at what Hansi Flick's doing with Germany right turning them into a machine so it's like (laughs) what is it with it with these managers and I mean I I was talking to someone and I was kind of like okay I, I think Pep and Klopp are the best managers in the world right and I think Pep's probably the best man ever. When he, when his all centre done, he'll be he'll go down as the best. I athlete, have to
0: right? see it finish first. I think he needs to to solidify something like that. He have to win the Champions League. Outside yeah, he, of he, he you
1: have. To. He needs to win it outside of Barça. Let's say, for all intents and purposes, he probably does that. Okay. Um, it, he'll go down as the best ever, right? Uh, I I then think you've got basically a group of managers like. Thomas Tuchel, mm-hmm. Simeone, Hansi Flick. I think Nagelsmann's there, basically. And then you've got like Zidane as well. Oh, I mean, and Con- I think- Conte's in this contest. Conte, Conte as well, sorry. Completely forgot mm-hmm. Conte as well. Uh, obviously I can't it's it's, it's a Spurs thing. Now that he's a Spurs, <laughs> I can't mention him anymore. Yeah, but like, you've got a cluster of managers there who mm-hmm. are like the next best, right? And they're still really, really good. They're still really, really good. Oh. I, I really am interested to see like one who comes from uh the next group so the tags the you know what's going to be like right, who w- uh who, who who is um yeah like is graham potter going to be a really good manager is um how's going to do with inter like all those managers who are like in I the agree. next rung. Yeah, 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 yeah i'm interested to see how they go but then i'm also interested out of the next group belief Shabby. pep and klopp yeah it's as well like how do all these guys do but beneath Pep and Klopp, like who is going to be the guy? Like, is Flick going to do something with Germany? What is going to happen with? Bayern? I think it's too hard
0: will... to put him in uh, Flick in the conversation. When yes, it's, it is you know... hard, I think Gaultier deserves a shout in that conversation. Yeah, of
1: course. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah.
0: you win the league with Lil, uh, regardless if the, if the scouting was phenomenal. Um, which is like you know, it's still player development, it's him every single day putting that in. That's 38 matches within the league. Like, you deserve a ton of credit if you're beating PSG like that. I I don't care what anyone tells me. Um, but again, yeah, I don't know if I say, well, as of today, it would not shock me at all if Liverpool win the Champions League. Like, I think Mm -hmm. they're that good this season, I I really do. Um, and if matchups favor them, because again, Pet, this week, this week, when this episode is dropping, PSG Man City it could change the whole entire landscape of the competition itself. Because virtually what you're looking at here is how does PSG or City position themselves to be in first place, right? Because this is the last time that they're facing off and there's one more match after that. We know this, right? What are the odds that, you know, PSG or City drop to like Bruges or Leipzig? This is the decider of the group. If it's a draw, then it'll even be crazier drama. But the winner of this, like the whole landscape pet of this competition changes because somewhere someone is going to get a second place by a uh, second place psg or city how insane is that like still to this day we knew this was going to be a possibility obviously but can you imagine that if you're a club and you face manchester city <laughs> right That'd be crazy like we'll technically crazy. isn't there a route that sees a liverpool city happen or they can in the, in the, quarters. In the, in the quarters it would happen yeah. but we could yeah, see yeah. a Bayern and city in the round of 16 i believe right yeah because they're not yeah, in the same possible. league same it's leagues possible. can match up in the round of 16 still um i did, that's pet that's just insane so if you were out to pick a winner today who would it be city i guess then
1: yeah i still i still think city i still uh, i don't know I I think, like, the thing is, though, if you said to me, PSG win it, I wouldn't be shocked. If you said Bayern win it, I wouldn't be shocked. If you said, like, Liverpool win it, I wouldn't be too shocked. So I think there's, like, four or five teams that could win it. I agree with you, that's fair. I mean, imagine if United won it.
0: (laughs) I mean, if United and whoever they bring in wins it, then, I mean, you know. uh, like They go on runs.
1: I mean, they could do a run like they did with Ole um i mean when well, they beat psg right i mean it could happen
0: it i could think happen. i think the talent is there
1: honestly like who the hell they like Carrick's gonna lead them there i don't know it's just mental isn't
0: it <laughs> i mean oh my god it's I mean, crazy what a weird thing though that interview was still i i know you just brought it up because because all they started crying and yeah just like what, what are you doing
1: but also last thing like he's the only one that's been sacked all the coaching staff are still there
0: when does that ever happen pet, pet first of all mutually parting with ways <laughs> secondly yes odd i mean li- literally everyone in the club is staying you know how funny that is like that's it's like what a, like what that's not that's just uh we're just getting rid of this guy you know i don't know um yeah,
1: yeah we, we, we've other... just had also tom mcdermott saying poshtina to mbfc could happen sooner rather than later so Jeez. keep your eye we'll, we'll leave you with that one i think
0: which if you haven't already, listen to the last episode of Stay Play. That's who he uh Thomas on with yourself. Um yeah, great episode. One. Um, last note that would just got reminded and popped up. I don't know if you saw this, um, pet, but this was out of Roma. Do you have you been following Roma at all and, and seen uh, anything that's happened? A the past little bit, hours? yeah, yeah, yeah. So Felix Fainia Gian, um Yes,
1: I saw the two goals and I saw him being in high school.
0: 2003 he was born um coming out of roma's youth system his whole backstory it's just truly like phenomenal to see it's amazing uh, Mourinho bought him 800 euros uh shoes um is what they were worth <laughs> yeah, i saw that um which was just so awesome because you know i'm happy to see that side of Mourinho is still there even though i think he's fallen off tactic tacti- yeah. uh, tactically uh, by a wide margin but just to see that he still has that connection to players like that and the fact that Mourinho still has that you know he still sees talent you know and and he's able to like pull that out and there are
1: certain players that will play for him like we've seen it with Lorenzo Pellegrini um Mm -hmm. like like Tammy's been hot and cold but he's playing for him you know you've got uh you know Gianluca Mancini there's still a
0: lot to learn from a manager like oh
1: absolutely you
0: know it's not like his knowledge fades but his Day to day managerial skills phase, and that just only happens over the course of time. That happens to a lot of people, but also why you should respect guys like Pep and, and Sir Alex for what they did for so long. Um, anything else before we head on out and we let you plug everything um, for work and all that stuff?
1: No, no, nothing. Um... You could follow me at Pet Berisha, P E T B E R I S H uh, A. Check out my newsletter as well mm-hmm. uh, in pinned sporting crypto,
0: which is great. Yeah, talk about it a lot at work. Um, which I'm at one thirty seven p.m. now. It's just a whole pop culture sports website um, with a lot of content. YouTube channel, TikToks, um, Instagrams we went to the city last week this was a lot of fun um it's it's i i started a TikTok now still not great at it but anyways it was just like a whole voiceover and just like b-roll footage that i had we went to three different restaurants sitting and talking with owners of of uh the owners of the restaurants that are also football fans so can
1: was... can i say those mm-hmm. videos make me want to go to new york really badly
0: Videos always make New York better than what it is, <laughs> and you no, know, New York's great. New York is the most, and I will always say this: New York is one of the most unique places of all time, and I think it's still the most unique place in the world to this day, um, currently. And if you haven't been there, it's it's one of the best places to ever explore. And the places that I, I mentioned were great. Um, food's amazing; they get it straight from Italy itself. But yeah, go and follow all that stuff. the The content's amazing um we do have the proper football twitter account which i literally tweet out every single morning for people to go and follow um we do spaces now every single day which is what we're going to be doing 2 p.m eastern standard time 7 p.m over in the uk 8 p.m in italy and wherever else um yeah so stay tuned for that that's always discussions regarding that stuff um obviously Milan reports is going to be coming back as well be sure to follow Santangelo at Matt underscore Santangelo that guy's been working like crazy nonstop. unfortunately he wasn't able to join us today um also 90 minutes oh man I've
1: just seen sorry I've just seen the video of um Gian putting on his uh Balenciaga's the Mourinho yeah the Mourinho it's a great video yeah right man I mean it's
0: just awesome it's it's great to see because um you know it's a you know times times are tough for a lot of people and and people forget it a lot of footballers don't come from great places and to really, you know, give up your life, move to another country at such a young age to try and give yourself a chance just to do something, scoring two goals against, uh, Andre Shevchenko's Genoa yesterday, which is very weird to say. Right. Um, but yeah, um, 90 minute football network, shout out to Harry, shout out to everyone else over there. Um, be sure to follow us on state of play pod on Twitter. Um, there is the Instagram we rarely post on there. Um, but if you like to do so. Um, anything else? I mean I guess uh, happy Thanksgiving if you celebrate over here in the States. Yeah,
1: happy Thanksgiving.
0: All right, other than that, listen to some walkie.